Welcome everybody to Matt Marks podcast episode three back. I guess I don't know what episode is. Fucking uh, every other day, <laughs> but three back. I feel like um, yeah, three three I, after our hiatus. I am dog by Harris, and here is with me is my uh, fuck. We are tired. I'm tired. Anyways, my uh, I was giving you shit earlier for bailing out last night, but now I can barely talk. Maybe I should have bailed out. <laughs> Timothy Cutter. Oh, we gotta we gotta suck it up and get through, I guess. Yeah, no, we'll get it. Um, I don't know. It's always fun to talk about wrestling. Like I said, I wanted to do an episode and uh mainly because there's some shit to talk about. So I mean essentially right. I'll just be honest with everybody. My TV shut off right now. I'm so fucking broke. So um I haven't got a chance to watch a lot of shit. I've been following on the sheets, as they would say. Right. Right. Um, so uh let's talk about revolution. At least I got that right this yeah. time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you got at least got the the pay per view's name right. Um, great show. I mean, dude, top to bottom, the pre show, the buy in, whatever they call it, all the way to the main event. Great show, but it was it was a lot of wrestling. It was it was five plus hours. So, not gonna lie, the you know the the co main event and the main event as fun of matches as they were. I was kind of like looking at my phone, being like, "Shit, I've been watching this <laughs> since four o'clock, and it's damn near nine o'clock now." <laughs> It was a, you know, there's a lot of wrestling. I mean, I kind of, you know, kind of got to get used to that point, you know, because that's just that time of the year where we're going to have, you know, what's that, 47 days of WrestleMania, you know. <laughs> so uh, it should be. Uh, next year, gotta, they're going to go for get, get trained. Next year, they're going for 367 days of WrestleMania. Exactly. Somehow they added two days on the calendar. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you you want to. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just not excited for it this year at all, man. Like, yeah, anyways, you know, it's, it's, it's just, I mean, just like we always, you know, bitched about on, you know, on uh, to one another. We bitched about a couple different times on here. They just, they don't do anything to, to move the needle outside of two guys. I mean, it's the Brock and Roman show, and everybody else is just living in it kind of thing. Yeah, man. And, it's just really time for them to focus on some newer talent. I mean, like, fuck, they don't even use Orton anymore, you know? And uh, it's just ridiculous how little they seem to care about their young talent, you know? Yeah, like, it, you know, it just it makes you wonder. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, I feel like some shit's happening for the better, you know? And... um Maybe I, I mean, I really do feel like the roster cuts might have been for the best, but I feel like AEW is kind of having the same problem WWE has now because you know, Khan has kind of played Captain Savaho and picked up a lot of those talents, some I probably wouldn't have, you know. Well, pur- purchasing a ring of honor is going to be his way to, to funnel that talent to a different organization because, because nobody, I don't believe anybody's, uh, contracts got retained past april 1st and they're not going to have their first show back until what is it april 3rd or something like that so all, every i mean everybody that's going to be in ring of honor is basically going to have is going to be brand new or at least have brand new contracts okay before we dive too much into that let's talk about revolution because <laughs> we're already getting sideballed um what were some of the best matches you think um house of black was great hook 
Hook and QT was right. It showed a lot that like how much Hook has evolved. I mean, evolved in his eight matches or whatever. That you know, every match he's dominated. Where he's 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 gone in there with it with a decent guy who can take a bump and just throw him around, did his thing, looked tough, and and got out of there. But this QT got some offense in, and we got to see that oh, Hook can bump too, and he actually looks like he's uh, I mean, how much you know, it's it's ingrained in his blood, probably you know from his dad and and what other martial arts, you know, stuff he's done in the past. But it was, it was, it was kind of cool to see, you know, a guy that we haven't seen take a bump, take some bumps. Yeah. Um, I, I still just can't get behind this kid right now. You know, I, uh, I wish he wasn't 180 pounds. I wish he was 220 pounds. He's got, like that's, that's, he's got, and he looks good, you know, but like, he's, but, but he can't, but he, nobody's going to take him serious against Keith Lee. No, I gotta take him. I don't take, I take a 180 pound kid against. I mean, even even you know, it, it looked convincing when he wrestled Bear Boulder or Bear Bronson, whichever one of the dudes from Bear Country a couple weeks ago in a singles match. But that's because that's not a high profile guy. Keith Lee, you know, is a higher profile guy. So I I I just never could see them in a main event, you know, program together ever. <laughs> There's no way, no way to convince me right now. Well, yeah. And- and if you ask me, I mean, Starks and Hobbs should be getting that shine right now, man. They're both two talents that are severely underused, underappreciated. And then you got this I, kid. I, I don't think they're underused or underappreciated because they're on TV quite often. They're just not they're just not being used to their fullest extent. Because you know, Team Taz is always being featured on on commentary stuff. You know, but but maybe in the ring, I, I get. I mean, I could. I 100% agree with you. But but they're getting the exposure. They're just not doing anything with. Them. <laughs> well, if you if you want me to be honest, man, I think Team Taz is probably one of the best factions on AEW. Oh, uh, I agree. So <clears throat> they should be featured more. They should be pushed into, you know, belt status. You know, in some way. But uh, but what do you what do you do? You got you got Ricky with the you know the the fuck the world ftw belt you know that taz created back in ecw you got Hobbs and and hook it's like do, do you form a tag team and you go that way or do you let them go knows. individual gold or you know like those are three guys that i don't know how you would book their group but they're three they're three guys that i really like but i just don't yeah. know what you do with them <laughs> you know one thing i thought was going to happen and um i don't think it's going to now because of where they're taking team taz um, but I kind of thought they were going to let them like start a feud with Danhausen because like Danhausen put the curse on Starks in that ladder match. Right. right. So I thought they were going to be like, nah, bitch. They should probably be like, nah, bitch. Like we're not into your fucking bullshit. Like we're going to fuck you up now. You know, are, are they, are they doing the, the team Taz booking? Like they've been doing the pock booking where they're going to book like three storylines they can choose from like i've always thought that was weird booking because because you know they did that with you know like i said the 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 ricky starks you know that that stuff and then uh um, who else did he curse he cursed somebody else recently that wasn't a part of team taz oh it's it's drawn a blank on me but but he's cursed another another group and it's just like you know because that was the problem i remember you had a big big bitch fit about like what are they doing with Pac? like First he was supposed to wrestle Penta, then he, you know, like then he was supposed to wrestle Kenny, and then he was supposed to wrestle so and so, and then you just didn't know what the hell to do with him. And I, I feel like that's kind of what they're doing with Danhausen, even though he, you know, he physically can't compete yet. They're just booking him in like 
choose your own adventure book, you know, kind of. Yeah, I guess yeah. maybe that's what they should do, I guess. But at some point, like. But it's, it's weird booking. It's really weird booking because yeah. it doesn't make any sense. And well, that's a lot of what people bitch maybe about. Maybe like, AEW storytelling is doesn't make any fucking sense. Unless they're going to, yeah, no shit. That, I mean, I could say that about <laughs> AEW way more so probably, you know. Um, it's just, the, the, I think the difference before I go back into Danhausen between you saying that is, is the stories that AEW book that are good and are followed through on, they're way better than anything WWE has going Correct. on, in my opinion. Correct. But, and WWE has the same problem with just dropping storylines, not following through shit. So, but I think AEW is probably a little worse. I think they've gotten better. Yeah since the beginning because i think they just know that was a huge flaw of theirs and people were getting kind of sick right of it, you know right but um and then the pandemic didn't help you had wrestlers getting stuck in fucking foreign countries and not being able to come back you know so right but back to the dan i was thinking i mean maybe that's the role they should put them in um they should maybe just like do a a thing where he's not taken super seriously or uh unless they're gonna let him go you know, like let him go full force because we already got one orange Cassidy. I don't think we need to, you know, so um, maybe they should just let him do his thing and be funny. I think he'd be good in interviews and backstage segments and shit like that. And they guess they've given him a spot on their channel to do a YouTube show, which I don't know if they're just bringing that over from what he's been doing or if they're just giving him a new platform, but the stuff he does on YouTube is gold. So, uh, well, he's, I mean, is he, I, I know he was like the first guest, but is he actually a part of the show? Cause I thought RJ city was the, uh, was the host. And is Dan Housen like the co-host or because or, I, I haven't watched the first episode yet. I haven't either, man. I thought on the um, I thought on the thing I read, I said he's got his own show. So maybe he is just the co-host, though. Because... Yeah, because 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 the new it's, it's called uh, AEW Hey You or something, something like that. Right. Uh huh. Yeah, no, so I, I, well, actually, I don't know. I, I didn't read that far into it. So but oh, okay. this, we to talk about this a little bit. Yeah, all, all I know is that it was just it's it's a YouTube series that RJ City is hosting, and then I I think somehow Danhausen has hitched a ride on it, and and RJ City and uh, and Danhausen they're both New York guys originally, so they so they you know did, did have done a bunch of stuff on the Indies together. They they were they're buddies with uh with MV you know who we who we've we've interviewed you know in the past, mm-hmm. and they're all they're all kind of a New York clique or whatever. So they're just gonna do dumb shit like they've done on their YouTube channels. But now for AEW, <laughs> from what it, what it, you know what it reads like. Well, I think, and I, I mentioned this on the last um, show. I think that's where Tony Khan is really smart. Um, is and, and and WWE probably isn't quite as smart because um, Tony Khan recognizes the importance to content now. You know. Um, oh yeah. Fucking the. Uh, TikToks and YouTubes and shit, these little shows that are picking up a lot of steam. You know, that's where the old school guys, they don't get it. They don't understand. There's a disconnect there with new fans and old fans. And um, I think that's where Tony Khan's really smart. And that's how he's going to help stay relevant in this whole thing is because he's just got those new fans, you know. Um. But yeah, anyways, I had a, and I had a realization the other day. So I tested your WWE 
Dro- what do you call them? Drones? E-drones? E-drones, yeah. I tested your uh, your theory the other day, and I got an interesting result. And it's not a result that I feel like can really um, be used in every situation. But it did mm-hmm. kind of give me a bit of like an awakening a bit. Um, so like, you know how you're always talking about how there's these guys that just – think that wwe can't do any wrong and aew is just like the shit (laughs) yeah everything they do is 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 garbage yeah so you remember how i told you that when i go to the gym there's this dude that works there it's got like every roman shirt i finally decided to try to talk to him okay and the results were really weird because i got about two sentences out of him before i was like something's wrong with this guy like he's handicapped or like he's autistic or something okay 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 i got you so and i'd watched him walk around and he's like i don't know he's got the vibe and this is going to sound really shitty but i don't mean it in a mean way i just mean it like we kind of all had these kids in school that probably got a lot of shit you know they're maybe weren't retarded but had some learning disabilities they're in kind of like the special math classes and stuff like that you know and uh well, i mean we, we grew up in a different time where we didn't know they they we didn't know what the fuck autism was so i bet no, you there's some, probably 100 people autistic in our school and nobody's yeah but they're stupid we had no fucking idea but that was yeah you know 20, and I don't know 25 if years ago <laughs> just a little slow or something but i'm pretty sure that's the case and uh-huh. that's where i kind of had this realization like you know Maybe that's where WWE, because when you look at it, dude, WWE still beating AEW in the ratings. There are still plenty of people that think the product is, is better is than AEW. A, a plus. Yeah, no, I get it. But we talked about <laughs> this in the past where, you know, you're like, it's just a lot of kids with their dads that are really making the WWE boat float. And I think that uh, you're probably right. And maybe that's where the product's at. And that's where the disconnect with AEW. So I guess what I'm kind of getting at is maybe maybe AEW is meant more for like an adult old school fan wrestler. And WWE is meant more for like kids and special need people and those <laughs> parents, you know. And that's why they're so popular because there's way more money in kids than adults, you know. <laughs> What I, the kind of the conclusion I've come to, you know, through all this, I mean, I'm gonna grand grand. I'm always gonna bitch about e drones because that's just, a, that's just what I do. Hold on, hold on. But, I had this, I had this epiphany that you're probably just arguing with autistic or retarded kids online. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. Bad. And you can't see so them. So you just think that you know that they're normal just a, people. <laughs> just a fucking prick, right? It's the only way I can <laughs> rationalize anybody thinking the WWE product is better. Either that or it's like kids Landon's age on there. <laughs> but even Landon probably thinks AEW is better. <laughs> Sorry, I got, I got the coughs. Um, yeah, I mean, Landon's got a buddy that he's really tight with that's from Australia. That's a huge WWE fan. And he's the same sort of way where, where you know, I, I think I've come to the conclusion that, that, AEW fans are the hardcore fans. WWE fans are the casual fans. <laughs> but 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 back to Landon's buddy that in Australia, he's like, WWE did all this great stuff. And Landon's like, 
oh my god dude we must not be watching the same product at all because landon's like i do not i feel a, a, you know like a quarter of the way you feel about about all this shit that you're uber passionate about with this wwe storyline or that wwe storyline it's just like just a, just a different breed of fan you know yeah yeah but i think most, I w, most wwe fans have never been to indie shows yeah and you know and and then like i said they're the casual fan we're the we're the marks we're the hardcore fans and we just have a different different outcome on what we think wrestling should be you know mm, yeah but i'm wondering you know maybe maybe it's not such a great business move for wwe to really try to compete with AEW and just continue doing what they're doing because like i said they're doing something right they're beating AEW in the ratings you know and i feel like AEW has been on the air for long enough now that if they were going to provide a product that would just stomp Vince McMahon's ass, like just stomp it, they would be well on their way to doing it. And they're doing significantly better than when they started, but I don't feel like they're going to like win any fucking rating wars anytime soon. You know, it's no, not like- and, and it, it's just, it's just different wrestling. And I, I think that's, that's kind of, I came to that epiphany the other day. It's like, it's just different wrestling. It's it like sucks, the, though. I the, still the like... ECW, the ECW crowd from you know the the mid nineties. It's it's just a different wrestling crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except WWE was good then. <laughs> yeah, but they still but they still shit on WWE. The EC, the ECW hardcore is still shit on WWE. Yeah, and and of course WWE shit on the fucking the the the, the extreme wrestlers or the extreme crowd. You know, mainly well, most of the crowd. traditionalist period shit on ECW. I know, like. Rick Flair and Mick Foley's got a huge beef forever because fucking Rick Flair like blames Foley for all these guys ending their career or you know because a lot of people like hone in their craft to be wrestlers and then you get some guys that are just stuntmen that are willing to cut themselves and bleed that got famous you know and it really put a lot of pressure on people that were like really traditionalist wrestlers and really honed in their craft and worked hard because then they're like, no, we want you to bleed a fucking gallon of blood out. And they're like, what? Like, if we do this every night, it's going to get boring. And sure as shit, it did, you know? Like, yeah, I think AEW, AEW gets color a little too much these days, in my opinion. Just a smidge, you know? But I'm, I'm still, you know, a, a hardcore wrestler you know, at heart. So whenever they get killer, I'm always like, yeah. So I'm, yeah. I'm still giddy for it, but that's, but you know, but not, I mean, I, do too, but I just feel like it's really predictable and maybe it's just the fact that we know what's going on now. So you're like, Oh, that guy's blading. You can see it. You right. Know? Right. And we're like, not like you, you saw punk, you saw punk blade himself pretty easily. in freaking yeah. revolution. <laughs> he got himself good, man. And he probably, it was just, it was just one, it was one quick jab that he did. And yeah, he got himself good. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think he got himself. He got himself a little worse the week before. I think. I think that might have been an accident almost. Yeah, I, I, just, I didn't. I didn't see and, the. I didn't see the blading on TV that night. But yeah, like I said, Revolution. You you saw. I don't know. If, but it was it was like he was in a seated position and he just kind of like did that number and I was like, bro, you did you didn't even hide it. <laughs> no shit. Like, come on. And he's, that's punk too. He's kind of a mix between the best of both worlds, you know. Right. Um. But. Uh, yeah, speaking of punk, where do you think they take this shit? Because, you know, they should probably do a best two out of three match, but you've got Wardlow telling MJF. No, to I, th- I think I think with the pin- with the pinnacle breaking up, I think Punk and MJF are done for now. And Punk recently in an interview made some comment about um, now he thinks it's his time that he should maybe go after the world title. 
So now that Brian and John have formed a team, I think they're going to do a team where they're going to recruit youngsters, but I think Punk's going to move on and he's going to challenge Hangman next. That's my thoughts. You think they'll give him the belt or you think they're just going to make him put over Hangman? It's too early to tell. We gotta gotta watch the build, I think. Yeah, it's hard. The build, man. the build, you know, the build always makes me lean one way or the other. You know, the title, the title, the AEW title with me is really a tricky, finicky thing because I've never been super impressed with any of the title runs, you know. Um, no, you really haven't, right? I like mean, it's been, Jer- Jericho it's been in a- great people's hands, but yeah. it's been very like kind of like mundane and just kind of eh, whatever. I mean, Jericho had a few, and then they, then him and Moxley had a good feud, but then Mox had it, and it was like fucking just like Mox and WWE when he was Ambrose and had it. I was just like, I don't know, man. Um, and even even with even with Kenny, like it, even though you know it's still showcased, it just never. They they've put so much emphasis behind the the notoriety of the TNT title that I think it's actually kind of out, you know out uh outweighed the world title yeah and then um but uh you're yeah you're no, probably hang- i never thought of that I was, gonna, I was gonna say i was gonna say and, and now you know hangman doesn't get quite the pops that hangman used to no something happened well they buried his fucking ass for a year and a half yeah and then they, they finally really put the title him. on him they should have gotten yeah. the title out the gate because he was way more over but i i I do like him as the champion. I think he's probably my favorite. Um, Kenny had some real high marks for me too. Right. I really, cause I really like him and Don Callis together for whatever reason. Callis um, is great. Callis is great. So I really dig, dig that duo. And they've had some really good, good moments where they were uh, just talking and building good stories, you know? Right. Um, and then hangman and Daniel or Brian Danielson's, uh, feud is really good so he's had a good a couple good ones you know i really wish they'd stop throwing archer in the fucking mix just to fucking kill time but right but it is what i mean so that was something i was i was gonna ask like what is the the quote-unquote world title like kind of crew you know like who's like the 10 guys that like you think are legit world title guys you know not not the one-offs but the guys you'll see win it two or three times in their career, you know, with the company. Like, um, I, I, I don't know outside of, you know, kind of the guys who have held it, Christian Cage because of the name, Keith Lee maybe, you know, Punk, Punk and Danielson obviously. And then it's like beyond that, who is there? Yeah. And he also said multiple times too, right? Yeah. So, well, that made me think like, you know, Brian Danielson – I'm not sure. Who knows how much he's got in his tank? He's injury prone. He's getting old. I'd like to see him hold it for a good while and make it relevant. A good title. So at least, I mean, at least once. Same with Punk. I want to see him hold it once. But they're they're saying once, right. he doesn't really even care about winning it, really, which would be cool. He could be like the Piper of of AEW, you know. Right. Uh, I guess MJF. Say, MJF. I forgot about throwing MJF. Oh yeah, he'll be a multiple title holder for sure if yeah. if he sticks around. Yeah. If WWE doesn't poach him, but I, I I think that's all just a work because I think MJF knows that if he goes to WWE, he's not going to be MJF. He's going to he's going to get watered down. Yeah, he's uh-huh. going to get watered down significantly. Yeah. I mean, he's, then, he's even a little a little watered down from the Indies, but he's but he's able to twist and manipulate and make it work. 
they might give it back to Jericho. He's Jericho's got in really great shape. Um, I ate my words on that. Like I was talking about, I'm talking shit. He got in shape like in a month too. So kudos yeah. to Jericho, man. Yeah, right. Um, I and, think it was because there was an article that came out that everybody was blasting him about being fat. I mean, people have been and blasting then, him for a month or so, two months. He right. Shit, dude. You could tell he'd been on fucking uh, tour with Fozzie just drinking Budweiser and fucking <laughs> right. windows every day, you know? <laughs> right, right. Really indulging in the tour life, just on the bus, chilling. And, you know, and if somebody, right. I mean, tour life sucks, man. You don't have time to work out or do shit. And plus, he likes to party. So <laughs> if he's not, if he's partying, he needs to work out, you know? So he right. probably just wasn't doing a shit. And when you're fit like that and when you work out every day, it doesn't take long to get fucking shitty like that, you know? But it uh-huh. also doesn't take long to get back in shape, as you can see. He did it in like a month. Right. And he's cut like a bitch, man. He's good. So I kind of ate my words um, <laughs> on that. But, I mean, I could see him giving it to Jericho again now, too, especially now that he's heel again. And uh, um, and Jericho's always kind of over. And he helped build the company, you know? Right. But, I mean, uh, I keep looking at, like, the guys that were at Revolution. I'm like, do I see, you know, Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara? Do I see them as legit world title guys at the moment? Same, you really. know, Darby. I don't think I see any of those. You know, nah. the, the pillars outside of MJF, I don't see any of the, I don't see the other three pillars as world title guys. And I'll tell you something, soon. man, if Darby keeps going the way he does, he's not going to have a long career. He needs to slow the fuck down, man. He's not, he's not going to have a long career the way he's going, you know, and that would suck because Darby's, Darby's good, man. And he, I want to see him out, for a long time. outside him being, you know, kind of rec- reckless, you know, controlled, reckless, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, but do you, but do you, do you ever see him being, you know, 175 pound Darby Allen? Do you ever see him being a world title guy? I mean, eventually, yeah, if he stays there, I think he could be because he's so over, you know, and he's so good at being convincing that he's an ass kicker, even though he's small. He's like got that Ray Mysterio thing going. There's there's that, little that guys. He'll just be a Ray, Ray Mysterio 2.0. There's little there's little guys that have have that shine and that, you know, and I think it's probably because we all know one. Like we've all went right. to school with that little guy that could kick the shit out of the big guy. And we know it, you know, right. the guy that's tough because he's been down some fucking shitty life, fucking traumas and had his ass. Yeah, kicked. I remember, remember as a kid on kid on the football team that was way undersized playing nose tackle. And yeah, he was very dominant at that position. Yeah, the, the kid in our class that was the toughest and always willing to fucking go down was my best friend at the time. Tony Looney was the smallest kid in the class, you know, I pulled four four kids off of him once, and he got pissed off at me for stepping in. You know, so <laughs> there's always a little guy like that that can fuck right. somebody up. You know, at any right. given time, and and I think Darby's got that shine. I don't fucking buy it with Sammy, but um, and and I don't buy it with Jungle Boy. But I'll tell you the three things these guys have. I don't know. I thought Sammy was younger than he is, so that sucks. You talking the pillars or or the three other pillars? No, the three the the three uh, like, yeah 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 Sammy and yeah Darby. Okay, so those guys I, I see I see making a serious attempt to bulk up a bit and grow as um, wrestlers in general. So I think any th- any one of the three could be world champs at some point in time. You know, I think if you look back and you think about. Let me think of who. 
but do they have to put on 20 pounds to be convincing? Sean Michaels looked small when he first started. You know, there's a lot of guys that look small. Yeah, but he, yeah. but when he was, when he was won the world title, he was at least 220. At least on yeah. paper, he was 220. Well, and then, it might have really yeah. been like 210, but. For some reason, people are still fucking convinced Adam Cole can be a fucking title, and he's not any bigger than any one of those three guys. He's, a, he's yeah, he's he's like built at 190 pounds or 193 pounds, something like that. I think where where Tony Khan is going to get this is that he's got a roster of smaller dudes, so it's not that important, you know. Um, unfortunately, you put a guy like Wardlow in with those guys, and they look like monsters. Or Lance, you know, it's like you got either got the strongest little guys in the world or the biggest pussies in the world in your right. organization, you know? So um, what do you feel? You feel like they're gonna, I would think before. Okay. So never mind. I think <laughs> what I was going to say is I thought you said MJF was going to go for the world title, but you said punk is right. That's what I think. Okay. I know, I know, I know. MJF has also made reference, but him losing against Punk, I don't think it makes sense that he would go for it as opposed to Punk going for it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they're probably going to hang back and probably feud with uh, Wardlow a bit. Um, so, Wardlow has, Wardlow has Scorpio Sky uh, next weekend or two weekend or two weeks from now, I'm sorry, at St. Uh, Patty's Day Bash or whatever. They're doing it that quick. For the TNT title. Yeah. So it's like, so it's like, so it's like, is it a transition? Was was Scorpio a transitional champ? Are they going to give it to Wardlow? Like, I don't know. Like, why that's what I hate. Like that? They <laughs> so can make, quick. Jesus Christ! Like, make a good, solid fucking fight out of everybody. You know, right? right. That's how you're going to see who who has the cojones. Yeah, that's how you're going to find that. That's how you're going to find the diamond in the rough is by yeah, letting when they're going to step up. Yeah, and let them yeah. let them build a story. They should have MJF try to fuck him a bunch out of that before he even uses it, in my opinion. Yeah, then then that would that would be great. And then fucking, you know, start an MJF Wardlow thing where he's still hiding behind Spears and then Spears eventually well, fails on Max and, and they can, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they can carry that on for a while, like let Wardlow win the TNT belt and then right. have Max keep going at it you know, for the TNT belt, maybe get it, maybe have them. And here's something that doesn't happen very often either, because what would would have been, even if they give it to Warlow, what was the point of having Sammy drop it to Scorpio other than now with Paige Van Zant joining AEW. So another MMA chick, Ty Conti and Paige Van Zant going at it. And maybe that's kind of a big sign too, because aside from Rhonda, Paige Van Zant is probably the hottest UFC fucking women's fighter. That's, I mean, she, she's up there in the in the top top five, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah, and she's hotter. She doesn't fuck. She doesn't. Yeah, she. You know, she's an Oregon gal too. Oh, really? I didn't know that. She's hotter. Yeah, she's fuck. she's from Dundee. And you know, you know she's raving. out of my way. I don't know if I've ever seen her fight or wrestle, but everybody's raving saying that she's pretty damn good in the ring. So no, she's she's very very good in the octagon. Um, she just hasn't fought in two years because of the pandemic and shit. No, I mean, uh, in the wrestling ring though, is she, how is she in the? Oh, wrestling oh. oh. She, I mean, she hasn't done much. She's done, you know, a little, little punch here, a little punch there, but nothing, nothing takedown wise or anything that I've seen. Okay, um, but yeah, I think that's a good signing. Kind of gives them some more relevance in the women's division, which they need badly. Right, still. right. Doctor Britt Baker can't fucking carry that shit on her shoulders forever, and they're not utilizing the good people they have. Like, why the fuck aren't they using fucking Ruby Riot? You know, Ruby Riot's good, man. 
Um, they got a few good ones, man. Like I told you, I'm really impressed with Bunny as of late too, man. Right. So it, it is kind of cool to watch these girls block. Yeah, and I was going to say, the, probably the worst match of Revolution. Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. I think there's a lag in the feed, buddy. But, I mean, they. I think... Uh, yeah, I was noticing that. <laughs> I think the... Uh, oh, fuck. That's what I was going to say. Oh, but it's been kind of cool to watch because, you know, we've always kind of shat on the the women's division for AEW, but um, but a lot of them are growing in to be pretty good wrestlers, you know, and I think that's kind of cool because they all kind of started out as not all that great, you know. Ah, shit, did I lose you? Fuck. I should have internet. All right, are you back? I think. Yeah, I, I exit out and I was like, well, we'll go off the internet and see what that, or off the Wi Fi and see what that does. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been cool watching that, I guess. Right. <laughs> so somehow we'll get that point out. <laughs> People are like, fuck, spit it out, dude. You said it four times. We don't like, care. Sorry. We're stupid not. and our electronics are going dumb on us, too. <laughs> but uh, what I was gonna say is, uh, uh, Thunder and Britt Baker was actually probably the worst match of the night, and it was you know it just it didn't have the same same yeah. pizzazz that that unsanctioned you know uh, uh, street fight did where where Britt got all busted open and shit. But um, yeah, it was it like I said, it was kind of the meh. It was the it was the the piss break or the popcorn match for sure. But uh, yeah, overall, it's gonna you know we I know we keep trying to we keep getting talking in circles but yeah revolution overall was a it's a pretty darn good event i was yeah. pretty, pretty pleased with it yeah and then you got regal man i'm excited to see what regal does man he's one of the greatest of all time in my opinion um in his own right too like there's not another william regal on the planet or anybody to even compare him to um, you know and it, you know one of those guys that you're always like sh- should have been a world title guy but just there was something about you know Mm-hmm. given that guy the push that never never happened but it was like so deserving of a world title push after the fact now you know you're sitting here thinking about it like he should have he should have been the bad guy and held on the title for a long time and stretched everybody and just yeah i mean it's just been a good old school type of villain yeah probably watched that footage of him stretching goldberg a hundred fucking times i love it right right but that was the octopus stretch one yeah and then yeah i know I, I know that was very iconic iconic you know image or whatever him put him in the octopus stretch yeah they weren't he wasn't even supposed to get any offense on on him and fucking william regal just fucking stretched the fuck out of goldberg yeah <laughs> he made him earn every inch of that win like he, right, he, didn't, right. he didn't pull a dick move and and beat him or make him look he too didn't, pull, didn't pull a hardcore holly <laughs> yeah because yeah uh, didn't they beat the shit out of that mma guy at royal rumble hardcore holly steve blackman and I don't remember who the third was. They, but I they don't think it was an MMA guy. Wasn't it the guy that that fucking? It was, a tough, it was t- from the Tough Enough series. Yeah, yeah. But he was an MMA guy. Oh, he was because he's the guy that stretched Kurt Angle on the show. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, exactly. And pissed exactly. all these guys off, and they fucked him up. What is that guy's name? It's been a hot topic lately. 
Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter, but yeah, they fucking beat the shit out of yeah. him. <laughs> the poor guy, too, man. He, it kind of, I kind of feel bad, you know. Right. So, oh, we got to touch on the the big news that happened Friday night. I know we haven't discussed it at all because we've been trying to play catch up from the week prior, but with a uh, Big E suffering his his broken neck on SmackDown television. From, yeah, that uh, sucks, man. Sheamus's lackey, uh, Rich Ridge Holland, former NXT, former rugby player, Ozzy. Um, yeah, is the pretty gnarly looking, you know, belly to belly overhead suplex, and uh, there was there was. Uh, and I and I and I said something to you earlier today about, uh, or maybe it was yesterday about. Uh, this isn't the first time he's done that. Where he did it to, Gar- to Gargano as well when they were in NXT, but Gargano didn't get as fucked up because you know he landed ever so slightly different. But well, this Gargano's first time doing Gargano is like 150 pounds. You know that's what I was yeah, just going to say. Is any a guy that was a little smaller? would probably take that okay and it would just be a right. you know maybe right. a headache and a small concussion but but biggie's so big and so I mean, 200, 285 pound man or whatever a solid fucking muscle too man and it was so right. awkward looking you knew something was gonna get fucked you know and it's sad man because i've always felt like biggie and you know Biggie's underused, but Xavier Woods is extremely fucking underused. I'd like to see him in AEW someday. As, indi- as individuals, because as a tag team, as a trio, they've <laughs> they've been showing a little over. They're probably <laughs> overused as a trio. But as but as individuals, no, I totally agree yeah. with you. They've yeah. they've always always shined as, as the trio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because they're good merch sellers. That's their that's why Benny loves them. But um, oh yeah, I mean they're 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 fun and they're. They're fun. They're goofy WWE fun. Well, you know they, what I mean? Even they they broke the mold though. Those dumb shits wanted them to be like a nation of dominations, like revival thing. And they both they were all kind of like fuck you. It ended up everybody kind of dogged on them. So it ended up they started fucking around and doing stupid shit and having fun because they're like fuck it. We're all probably gonna be fired in a month anyways. And it got over. Yeah. Because <laughs> originally they were they were like <laughs> like a like a Baptist church. Yeah. That was the original. Yeah, the that was the first vignette I saw was there in a, a Baptist <laughs> church singing gospel songs. Yeah, like they were, you know, <laughs> bad guys in that aspect. <laughs> yeah. Like follow our our ways, you know, our ways are the ways kind of thing. And yeah, <laughs> that didn't get over, but the, the goofy shit definitely got over. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, but yeah, it's just sad, dude. And that kid is is breaking necks he needs to go back down to the fucking training camp man and they probably should cut his ass for a while well, the shitty part is he's, is he's not a, not even a kid he's like a he's, a, he's like in his mid-30s because he's a former rugby guy so he, oh, he didn't come into wwe until he was in his late 20s or yeah, early 30s so this is what you get when you fucking decide that rugby players next football players and olympic swimmers and whatever mma fighters can come in and just be good at this you know and and you know a lot of times you can when you're an athlete you can it's easier for you to put those those things together easily but sometimes you right. just don't have it so don't fucking try you know like right if it's right. natural like you get a kurt angle or a brock or a fucking kurt henning or any of that shit those guys that were naturals but ronda, ronda Rousey, female i don't need to female see fucking, i don't need to see rob gronkowski you know fuck yeah. you I don't need to see Mojo Nixon. I don't even need to see Baron Corbin. You know, fuck. Right. It's 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 bad. 
Just because Roman Reigns was a good football player and The Rock was a good football player doesn't mean every fucking washed up NFL fucking star needs a fucking WrestleMania moment. It doesn't need right. to happen. Still is Baron. I'm kind of wishy washy because he is a Golden Glove boxer. Where it's like, eh, he does he does no combat sports. So I'm like, eh. I forget he's, that. Baron's got guy. his moments too. I really love Baron in NXT, but they kind of fucking shit on him when he came up to the main roster. You know? Yeah, the Lone Wolf thing was good. This Happy Corbin thing is corny, but like it's getting over though. It kind of, it kind of fits him. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of getting over. Um. But yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Because yeah, I wasn't sure. Is he supposed to be like some Cuban playboy, or is he like former, you know, I don't know, Golden Glove guy? <laughs> but back to the dude that broke Biggie's neck. They just need to cut that fool, man. He's got no business. Yeah, Ridge Holland. They probably should have practiced that on the crash pad. I don't know if they did or right, not. Right. They probably should have practiced it before to see if that dipshit could hold Biggie's weight without dropping him on his fucking bean. You know. Right. Right. Because that sucks because he potentially ruined a great wrestler's fucking, you know, potentially, probably, you know, career ending. Yeah, it could be, man. You know, that sucks because and Biggie's like really loved in the locker room, man. And he's really loved by the kids. He's really loved by anybody who's around him. He's, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's loved, loved by the universe as a whole, you know, the WWE universe. Yeah. And I think, honestly, man, I would love to see a lot of the, I mean, I'd like to see, I think Xavier Woods will probably die in WWE, or not Xavier Woods, but Kofi will probably die in WWE. But I'd really love to see, Kofi and Big E go to someplace else for a while just to see him something. <laughs> <else. laughs> Especially uh, baby, you know. I'd love to see Kofi and Big E. I think they would be a, a fucking treat in New Japan of all places. It would be so bizarre but so entertaining, I think, at the same time. I bet, yeah. Yeah, because if they, they even if they kept the New Day shtick and they and they did that kind of you know, because that that hip thrusting that that Biggie does it always kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, like I don't, I don't, I don't like this being on WWE TV. It makes me feel uncomfortable. No, it totally <laughs> does, man. It totally does. And you know that. But I like, think that would be 100... hilarious in Japan. This is gonna. I don't know. This will probably get me canceled. But you know, someplace there's like two hundred chubby white ladies that are just getting moist. Over oh, for shit. sure. Most definitely, they're like. Give me that. Give me that yeah. piece of chocolate. Come here, big daddy. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> but we're not, we're, you know, we're not kidding around. The, the reality is is probably probably more than likely. <laughs> well, no, she will fuck live in the inner city for a minute, folks. You'll know it's true. <laughs> yeah, right. And most dudes like Biggie love to accompany those women. You know, likes to accommodate those women too, and that's why. Right, goes, right. Well, you know. I mean, I wish some hot black chicks would be into fucking fat white guys because I'd go down that road. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but there's been multiple times where I'm in like 7 Eleven or I'd be working at 7 Eleven. These good looking young black dudes are just with these fucking wildebeests of older women, dude. I'm like, what are you doing, guy? Like, you could be banging some hot pussy and you got this lady. They even look like, huh? say, do they even look like they could be baby mamas? I mean, not baby mamas, but, uh, but sugar mamas? I don't know. No, they look like old crackheads with fucking eight kids. You know, like I don't know. Maybe they got a welfare check or something. Like that, or they just give them they give them sloppy toffee like in on the bus or whatever. They don't fucking I don't care. Know, but for me, I'm just like that shit's got to stink. You know, like that pussy's got to stink. Think. Like right. I, I don't get it, man. Like I'll go a lot of places, but if I think it stinks, I'm out. You know, right. Like, I love how our wrestling podcast turned into this. Yeah, we're definitely getting fucking shut down. I don't even care anymore, man. I'm actually just trying to get canceled. No, no, no. I just think it's funny that like 
wrestling podcaster and somehow turned to homeless homeless crackheads sucking dick on a fucking on a, on a public tr- or a public bus. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Um, speaking of being canceled, I don't know if you read this or not. I read that the reason that them boys have not fucking aired on AEW is because some asshole at Time Warner, wherever he's fucking running the shots, big shots at a at AEW's TV time doesn't want him there because they said some fucking homophobic shit in like 2000 fucking 11 or some shit. 13 J said some homophobic stuff. But they brought on Twitter it and then apologized for it like at the next Ring of Honor show and uh you know but it but the fact that it exists you know is why they don't want to bring bring somebody in like that. Sammy talked about raping fucking Sasha Banks like right apologize for it had to take some sensitivity classes or something which was probably just office time with tony khan <laughs> right who knows what the fucking sensitivity class entitles you know right, but i'm sure right. sandy guevara of all people took it real serious <laughs> yeah right no doubt he probably like, did in the fact they probably did in the fact that like oh yeah all right don't tweet anything dumb anymore <laughs> yeah. well, it, wasn't even a, it wasn't even a tweet it was during an interview and oh, she was yeah. like she was she was it was like done an interview row or something like something like that and uh where they had just interviewed sasha banks like the day before and then they interviewed him after and it was all like oh sasha banks you know da, 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 da. and that's when he made that you know rape comment or whatever and it was so it was just like yeah she's she's a hot fucking chick that i would you know give him the opportunity to put my penis inside her i would do it that's you know basically what he's trying to say you know, i'm not even know, sure she was like, like upset a about it like i thought she accepted his apology fairly quickly yeah and, and she didn't she didn't really honestly care you know but it was you know the masses that cared she was like probably who the guy in the panda suit <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the panda guy on the on the other show that doesn't get as many views as we get that fucking sucks, though, man. What a fucking pile of shit idea that is. Hopefully, I don't know what Ring of Honor will look like then. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, they're still going to be able to wrestle at Ring of Honor. They just won't be on AEW television, I think, is what's going on. Well, maybe AEW should start looking for new places to fucking put their show <laughs> so we can have them boys on TV. No, because we, we want them. You know, not because Time Warner's scared of the repercussions. Yeah, but like fucking, the, rest, the wrestling fans want them. Nobody's gonna care enough to stop watching anything. It's dumb. Like, look at Joe Rogan. You know, nobody dropped their fucking Spotify account. Like, just a week ago, everybody was crying because it went offline for fucking an hour. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Spotify shut down. I think you're an iTunes guy, but yeah, Spotify shut down for a fucking hour, and the whole world had a conniption fit. I literally saw like eight people online just crying about spotify being down and some of those people were legitimately people that were like you know i respect neil young for standing his ground like fuck you like whatever you really say. they have the idea well, i swear to, to fucking god no, oh, yeah. no, they didn't see anything <laughs> fucking wrong with it you know and it probably been a month or two but yeah no they didn't see anything wrong with that fuck oh, their value you know they're in inconvenience because they're taking a road trip and they don't have anything to listen to for a fucking hour but yeah right well, if you supported that shit so much, why don't you fucking cancel your fucking subscription, you dipshits? Because Joe Rogan's still there. Still isn't going yeah, anywhere. Right. Thank God. God bless America. Because I fucking love Joe Rogan. And the fact that he had to sit out a fight to fucking, because of these assholes, you know, fucking irritates me. Because he's a great fucking commentator. He's a great podcaster. 
And people, I don't know, the people, the shit about Joe Rogan just pisses me off too because those people, they never listen to him. You know, anybody who listens no, to him. No, they get clips. They yeah, just no. get clips. Anybody who actually are, listens to him knows that. Manipulate. Yeah, he's a trans. He's a totally supportive of the trans fucking community. He's totally supportive of the gay community. He's totally. He was a Bernie Sanders supporter. I think I ranted about this on the last show too, but it's just whatever. Like nobody's gonna. My point is, my point is, is nobody's gonna stop watching fucking reruns of Big Bang Theory, fucking because fucking or AEW or any other fucking show because they fucking booked them boys. Most of those people aren't even going to know. Now they know because these idiots fucking mentioned it. They should just shut the fuck up and let them come on TV and just do what they do because they probably bring ratings up because they're awesome. Right? It's just give them the belts like out the gate because there's not a better tag team in AEW <laughs> right now. There's not. There's seriously, in my opinion, maybe what Daniel Bryan and Mox maybe are better or just as good as them boys. Like, fuck a Jurassic who? I don't give a fuck. Like I don't FTR is probably right up there too, but I, I no. fucking Briscoe brothers. They're the money for me. And, and then what's the shitty is like, and why I'm panicking so much is they're like fucking 40, almost 50. Like they need a fucking moment on TV. They need big pay-per-views. They deserve it. You know, yeah, they're in there. They're in there. I don't know if they've hit 40 yet, but I know they're pretty close. They're probably like our age, a little older than us. You know, they're probably dancing yeah. in that 40 territory. But yeah, so you know, it's been a lot of guys. I'm old now. I'm 38. <laughs> yeah, I'm 37, man. So I'm gonna be 38. I always, I always, for some reason, I always think you're two years younger than me. Yeah. No, I always thought we were the same age, actually. Yeah. So Jay is 38, and that would make Mark. Where the hell? Where the hell's Mark at? Mark would be 37. So that they're a year apart. Did you know Cornette was talking a bit about him because he booked him, you know, when he was in AEW forever. He loves the Briscoes. But Did he really? I oh, feel like he would hate the Briscoes. No, he fucking loves them, man. Loves the Briscoes. But their their whole shtick is like 100% real. Like they're chicken farmers. Yeah. They're like everything they talk about in their fucking promos and shit. Or it's real. They're chicken farmers yeah. from wherever the fuck. Virginia, where are they from? Delaware. Delaware. Yeah. They, they yeah. Everything's real. That, that that homestead of theirs, it's real. You know, it's the compound thing. Yeah, yeah and that's probably like, one of the best kids. parts about it. You know, yeah, and they all live there with their families and shit. You know, it's like that. Yeah, it's, it's insane, but it's cool, man. That's them. It's like kind of like I don't know. There's not a lot of difference between their character and their and their fucking real life selves. The 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 ghettoness in their their language. I mean, the way the way they're the way they speak, I guess, is the one thing that I'm like, I didn't realize people from Delaware, this part of Delaware spoke this way. Like, yeah. just, that's the only thing that doesn't feel authentic, but that's only because I don't know this part of Delaware and I don't no, know. If you're probably in that area, it probably makes complete sense. You know, like people that talk about Oregon and don't think about the whole East side, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Because then really, at the end of the day, I don't know shit about Delaware, except I assumed it's a rich state because it's northeastern, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So, so these dudes are Amish farmers. people out there, you know? Yeah. But but these dudes as chicken farmers just seem so foreign to me that this that's what Delaware could be. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> but, it, but, you know, it's this ignorance of I've never been to that part of the country, so I have no fucking idea. Yeah, and you've never you've never toured that far, have you? Uh, I've gotten in that area, and I might have went through it, but I didn't know because the states there are really tiny. So when you essentially, 
when you get to New York and New Jersey and all that shit and Pennsylvania, you tend to go through a lot of those states and you don't even know like Rhode Island and shit like that. Right. right. But I know that I've been as far north as New York. So I've I've been I've been in New York City and been to Cooperstown, New York, but that's as far as I've ever gone. I've been really high up in New York, like dancing in Canadian territory, like Niagara Buffalo and whatnot. Yeah, I've been in Buffalo and um, Rochester, all those areas. Uh-huh. So I've actually never been to New York City, though, but I've been to all kinds of places. But that's as far north as it's gone. I've never, which sucks because, like, that's on my bucket list actually is to make it up to Boston and New, New, or, and, uh, you know, just up in the New England area, you know. Providence, Rhode Island and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rhode Island and shit like that. But, um, I'm pretty sure I've been through a few of those places. Connecticut's another one you probably have, you know, went through if you've been to New York or went up the East Coast, you know. But you pass through them so quick because they're tiny. It's like here, all the states on the West Side are huge, you know. Right, right. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, guess so that's I don't know much talk. about that. Huh? <laughs> I was going to say, I guess that's the way the, the Briscoes talk from that part of the country. Well, I'm going to look up real quick where Delaware is at in comparison to some other places I know that are super right, white trash but might be thrown in the mix there. Uh-huh. And I'm also going to make an, an accurate assumption of whether I've been through Delaware or not, too. Come on. Because <laughs> now it's I want to know. Forever. It's taking forever. Um, and, oh, yeah, and then uh, what happened last night Another another shitty news with uh, Scott Hall going in for hip surgery and getting was, a blood clot and having three strokes and I was in critical condition. I was just going to mention that, man. And actually, dude, Jody's mom just had the same thing happen. He's down in Portland. Oh, no. Yeah, not not quite the same thing, you know, but she uh, has having some real health issues and led her to having strokes and they missed it because she was under watch for other shit you know uh-huh. action so it's sad you know be honest with you man delaware is so fucking far out there that maybe i fucking hit a corner of it going to like philly or new jersey uh-huh. i think we know i think i remember going through it you know that in maryland's another one that i probably went to but it is right in like the virginia north carolina area and it's kind of an island, so I could see why. It's like right in between New Jersey and Virginia, which Virginia is kind of southern almost, and white trash. Right. So it's kind of – that would be a unique place, which is probably why you get that unique um, kind of culture accent because it's like red, right. red fucking yuppie New Yorker almost, you know? It's right. like a mix between like the wild whites of West Virginia and like New Jersey, you know? Right, but then a little little hood in there too. Yeah, which is probably where the being close to like New York and all that shit comes from, you know. But it's like redneck hood, you know, like like they yeah, could, yeah, like yeah, in yeah. a jelly roll video or some shit. You yeah, know? I was gonna say I was gonna say what's that? What's that? Uh, Cold there's, like, there's a hip. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, there's a hip hop country group that like has like monster trucks and shit like this. Like that's who that's who you know they can <laughs> they could be hanging out with the monster truck guys. Yeah, that's and that, that always blew my mind too with rappers like that, to be honest, is like like where the fuck are you from, motherfucker? Where you're so country and hood. Usually Georgia, I guess, is like it's a good state. Yeah, Georgia Georgia's yeah. What's that? Uh CeeLo Green was part of uh, they, that 
they were kind of a they had a country little thing for a minute with uh, the dungeon family that oh, the, right. there was a little country country esque song or two on one of the albums. It was I love CeeLo Green, man. CeeLo Green is such a talent, oh, man. Nap, nappy Roots, that's who it was. Nappy Roots. Ah, yeah. The All My Life Been Poor. They had, they had the, there was a country sound in tune on that album, which, which Nappy Roots was a part of the Dungeon family, which is what CeeLo Green was, you know, rap group was, you know, he was the biggest guy to make it out of that group or whatever. Back huh. in the, the I late 90s. I have to check it out because guys, I love that, dude. CeeLo Green is pretty good, man. Yeah, just, just just Google Google Nappy Roots and Dungeon Family and, and see kind of where they correlate. It's it's kind of cool. Uh, right on. But yeah. Um, what else wrestling stuff do we have to talk about? <laughs> I don't know, man. But yeah, the Scott Hall thing's sad, man. And uh, right. You know, the speaking of guys that were never world champ that probably should have been is Scott Hall's right up there in that list, you know. Yeah, because he he never even got it in, in WCW, did he? No, and I mean that kind of shows the importance of like just re- wrestlers being relevant without a belt and storylines being relevant without a belt. Right, like, is, is a better way to put it, you know, because like you can make good storylines and not have a belt involved. And WWE have seen has seemed to forget that, and for a while AEW kind of did too, but they're definitely picking it up now to where they're making some good ones, like with CM Punk and MJF and uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, and Mox, Eddie and Mox, Eddie and yeah. Chris. Eddie and Chris was was fucking fantastic. Yeah, that started off. Not even started off the main. I was like, well, that started so- off the main show. That was such a good match. Well, and I guess we can bounce back to that a little bit. I guess like so for a minute. Did he turn on Sammy too? Was Sammy there? No, he didn't turn on Sammy as well. Okay, so just, just Ortiz, just Ortiz, Santana, and Eddie. Okay, so uh, so essentially he just disbanded the. Yeah, and Sam, Sammy came out with a vest on, and everybody was like, "Oh, Sammy's still wearing the inner circle vest." No, it was a. Sammy Guevara only vest with no inner circle reference on it. It just was his vest that he's been wearing with different patches and shit on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, and this will be an interesting time for Sammy though, because he doesn't have the belt anymore. He doesn't have the inner circle. How's he going to remain relevant? Like in- it's, it's going to, it's going to be him and him and Ty Conti versus Paige Van Zant and whomever from uh, the Dan Lambert men of the year, American top team camp. I think, that's what that's what the next feud's going to be for for Sammy. A Scorpio, a Scorpio Sky's not in top team. It's the other guy from that old tag team, huh? No, no, no. Scorpio Sky is a part of part of that. Oh, is he? But but I think but I I, I I'm curious to see what happens with Wardlow and Scorpio Sky. I okay. think that depending upon what happens with that will depend upon who's going to hook up with Paige Van Zant and wrestle Ty and Sammy. Well, I think it's kind of overdue that Scorpio Sky gets his rub because he's. And, and but, he's, I, but he's already held the tag title. He was the initial tag title champ. Yeah, but that really how many people remember that besides you? You know, I forget <laughs> it all the time, you know, and I'm a pretty big fan. But they, they were the inaugural champs. <laughs> yeah, and, and um they had some really lackluster shit and, and it wasn't their best. You know, they they did no, way was, better in other places. It was it was very like head scratching, like you have such a stacked division, and this isn't even like your top five team. But I think it was a nod to to their buddies getting getting the tag titles first. Mm-hmm. Like and, like uh, you SCU SCU helped help help create you know being the elite and how big it was 
but I think it was it was a rub saying we we deserve this to give it give this to you guys. But I think I think that SCU was kind of over in Ring of Honor and other places as well, though. So and and a lot of people did review. No, it, it, it was it was, but but it, but it was more so over on uh, on BTE. Also, um, a lot of like old school guys will really say Scorpio's like got a lot, you know, like he was kind of the shining guy in that. Like a lot of people, I guess, a lot of older people who know wrestling pretty well, like will pretty much put a lot of stock into Scorpio Sky, you know. So mm-hmm. um, I think even Tony Khan does from the sounds of it when they first started, he really uh, was investing in Tony or as in Sky as being one of the top guys later on. So I was kind of, I'm kind of glad to see him do something relevant with it because I like to see what he can do, you know. And they got Dan Lambert with him, then that's good because that guy can talk, dude. He's good. Right. He's pretty- He's pretty much like quoting direct shit off Cornette's podcast, like the worst of it, just to get the crowd pissed off, you know? Yeah. But he's, uh, but he's still, regardless, he's like getting fucking heat, you know? And oh, he's yeah, got, no, he's doing a great job. And he's got a legit background to back it up, which makes it even better, you know? Like he's got one of the best fight teams in MMA, too, you know? Right, exactly. He's, so, had, he's had formal world champions on his on his team, yeah. Well, and he's got two. He'd had two. He trained two of the most relevant guys in in the game right now that haven't held titles too. Uh, Masvidal and Kofi, uh, or uh, right, Kobe, You know, Colby. Yeah, yeah, Covington. Yeah, yeah, and, and a, a bunch of other people been on there too that I don't. I can't even think of. But his gym is is, and he's got this rub with them too, where he can tell them to shut the fuck up and they will. You know, there's no their egos stop when he tells them to stop you know so he's, right, he's right. one of those guys that's small and whatever but like those big guys listen to him for whatever reason and respect yeah he can he can snap snap every back you know reel them all back in mm-hmm. yeah and uh, yeah so uh i i think they should probably let him keep it and see what he can do with it at least give him that respect you know so my guess is they'll probably have mjf fuck Wardlow over and have him come back for it later yeah, I get it. Or and in some and in some cases, for me, I think they're leaving a lot of guys out of the TNT picture to um, to really heighten the 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 up and coming talent. Like Wardlow could go into the world title picture tomorrow and be convinced convincing. Oh, most definitely. You know, so it's going to be. I think if they give him the TNT title, it might do like you were saying, make that whole thing worse where they make it more relevant than the world title because whoever wins that title, it's either going to do one of two things. It's going to make Wardlow look like shit, or it's going to have to be a bad son of a bitch to take it, you know? Right. And Right. right now who's supposed to be better than Wardlow? I mean, not a lot of people. You know, I think he's undefeated. If not, he's only been defeated a small handful of times and not. He's, not, he's like, whatever not, his record, it's whatever his, his win record is and two losses. Cody is one of them and then a tag match was another one. Yeah. Usually he's doing the job for, oh, and he lost to Punk. Or, or, yeah, he lost to Punk too because Punk rolled him up. Okay, so maybe it was three. So, yeah, I remember because it wasn't many. Yeah. It was always getting to MJF, you know. And, yeah, exactly. So, I think that's probably what will happen. If it should probably be, because I don't think I don't know. It's going to be. 
as much as I want to see Wardlow with some kind of belt and some kind of relevancy, uh, I would like to see Sky with it for a while just to see what he can do with it. I hate it when they put like a, just a put transitional it on. champ. <laughs> yeah, because why even do that? You know, with any belt, and um, to me, it's just dumb. You know. Yep, one hundred percent agree. Um, and, and they've done it forever. And here's something that AEW never does that maybe they should toy the idea with. Pass it back and forth a couple of times, like The Rock and Mick did a few times, you know? Like, give it to somebody, have a big moment, and then have them pass it back a few nights later or something, you know? So like, keep, the feud, keep the feud going for... Yeah, because they have the no rematch clause, I think. Back and forth, yeah, yeah. I, I believe so. So that, that that whole thing's kind of dumb to me. I don't. I've just never liked it. Some people dig it. It's not my thing. I want to see a rematch almost, you know, at the next pay per view, you know. And I guess you can't really do that when you're running four pay per views a year. But you know, I want to see a next. I want to see a rematch. You know, I think, um, you know, Kenny deserves a rematch against Paige when he comes back. Yeah, but it it's it's the New Japan style. It's the New Japan style, it's one, once the big event happened and you beat whoever you beat, the person, the next person to challenge for that for that belt always shows up later that night or first thing, like the next event or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's usually that night, so it's it's adopting from the New Japan style. Yeah, that's cool too, because, but at the same time, it becomes fucking predictable. You know, no, that's, it is. What, and and that's what I liked New, about. New, but New, New Japan does that every fucking time. And that's what I liked about what I've heard about this last pay-per-view is there was none of that shit this time. You know, like I said, the fans are so spoiled and they're like, okay, who's coming now? Is it going to be Bray? Right. Is it going to be Cody coming back? Like, like you can't just be happy that that was a good match with an ending and go home and be like, wow, that was awesome. That was worth 50 bucks, you know? Yeah, most of them, most of them ended right then and there with the exception of Wardlow ending his relationship with, with Max, essentially. Well, that and then, was the only, uh, you know... Go ahead. How did that end? I didn't get to see that. Did Wardlow walk out on him or? No, no, no. So Wardlow came out. Um, Max was asking for the ring, asking for the ring. Max or uh, Wardlow's, oh, I can't find it. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, I can't find it. There's a moment. MJF or uh, CM Punk's right, right near the the edge of the ring, and Wardlow's like, oh, looks like I found it, and then like sets it down right there so Punk can grab it, and then fucking punches MJF in the face, and then one, two, three, finish. Okay. Um. That makes sense then. Uh, so Max is what's probably going to happen is Max is going to take some time off, and he's going to come back. Oh, the- kind of unexpected. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, I was going to going to say one other thing that involves the pinnacle, but doesn't involve the pinnacle directly. Um, on Wednesday, FTR. I don't know if you saw fired uh, fired Tully. Yeah, that's weird to me. Uh, yeah, but I guess I don't know. I've never been a huge Tully guy. His new role is just not. For me, I guess. I wonder who they're gonna go with. Maybe they should they should go with Arn, man. Arn's a good manager. He's more convincing, I think, than Tully as a manager. Yeah. I wonder if they will, because Arn's got his schedule wide open all of a sudden, and they're just sending him around with this goofy looking kid and whoever the fuck that other guy is. Shoddy Lee and, and Brock now, yeah. Yeah. Brock just looks like a smaller, less intimidating, more ridiculous version of Arn. He does. He looks like his dad so much. Yeah, dude, he's like 23 <laughs> years old and he's already balding. Like, exactly like Arn, you know, but he's like like 100 pounds lighter and not nearly as talented as Arn. Right. <laughs> he's definitely the David player of that family. 
Yeah, he is. But but he did throw a good. He did throw a very pretty uh, uh, spine buster the other day that that resembled his dad's spine buster. It was pretty. Yeah. Well, since since they're not really doing much with Danhausen, I imagine they'll probably. Speaking of second generation wrestlers, I imagine the the ass boys and him are going to start feuding pretty soon. That should be pretty interesting. If well, as, as soon as as soon as he's able to wrestle, whenever his broken leg, he's cleared to wrestle. I bet he starts a program with the ass boys. And yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fucking ride. But I think he, like I said, I'm pretty certain he's still not clear to wrestle yet. Because yeah. if you if you watch him move around on TV, he's still, unless he's doing a great job with his character, he looks very, like I'm not 100% ready to move, like a normal person would move. But he does the whole like I I do stand like this, look all creepy minion, you know, kind yeah. of look or whatever. So maybe maybe he's just good at what he does. Yeah. But I don't think he's I don't think he's 100% recovered from the from the break yet. Yeah. I love the ass boys though, man. Uh, I'll tell you when I they first just, started thinking that, that Colton and Austin Gunn were like going to be pretty good someday is honestly during the pandemic when they were the most interesting thing in the crowd. They, they were more entertaining than some of the matches. Yeah. Because they were just, and you could tell they loved being there and they were just fun. Yeah. You know? So like, They're like we, we gotta, we gotta provide the energy and they got to sometimes took over the match but it was okay because they they got themselves over in that aspect yeah yeah and i think that was great man that was one of the best things about aew during the pandemic compared to wwe you know the the fake noise and the bullshit fucking fake crowd was not nearly as entertaining to me as like the wrestlers in the crowd you know oh, most definitely most definitely so uh but yeah, I like the Aspos. I think you want to talk about world or you know future champs. I mean, I see them with the the belts in the next couple of years if they don't get hurt. Or and I know you said that um, that Colton's actually kind of old. I didn't realize he's as well, old as not, he is. Not old, old, but he's he's thirty and Austin's twenty seven. There's, there's, he's already got already got a couple of years on him, but he started after Austin. As They're well. good in the ring too, man. They're good at everything they do, man. And yeah, I, uh, I was gonna say. Uh, Melanie and I were, were scrolled through Twitter last night and uh, saw that they actually won their first gold as a tag team at some promotion wrestling, Southern Southern wrestling or some shit like that, where Billy became the, the world title holder and Austin and Colton became the tag title holder last night. So it was kind of a them getting their first gold, which is kind of cool to see, cool. even if it's for a company that we know nothing about. <laughs> you know, and I've, I've said this a hundred times, man, speaking of old guys getting gold, the one thing I would love to see before he rides off in the sunset is for Dustin to get some fucking gold someplace, not a tag title, not a fucking no. tag title, but either the TNT belt or even the world championship belt. That would be a good one. That'd be like a Mick Foley moment where, you know, Mick yeah. couldn't hold the title for a good year and have it be believable, him, but, but let him hold it for a month, maybe outrun whoever and get some, you know, some, some packages in, you know, some real quick pins on somebody, just pissing somebody right. off, you know? And, but dude, he sells it. He, nobody can carry a story like Dustin, man. One of the best stories that they've ever done still to this day, in my opinion, is Cody versus Dustin in that first fucking pay-per-view, man. Like yeah, those, that, those was... Guys, that was a beautiful, beautiful. And the, the videos to everything. And I miss some of those, man. Like where, where are those days at those, some of those is like, I don't feel like we get a lot of that anymore where they just put all a lot of work into packages and like right presenting the story that's uh there's just too much going on to commit you know four or five minutes 
of TV to, to that, I guess anymore, but, but I loved those old, old ones like that, man. So, yeah. If they could, if they could figure out how to like, how to make it not awkward, but like, here's, here's the kickstart, this, this other, this other rivalry, check out this, you know, shit on youtube.com. But yeah. you know, then it's like, not everybody's going to do that. You know, it's kind of one of the, like they do that whole road to road to revolution and they do a lot of that stuff, but well, it, I just it definitely, not, Facebook, none of them have the same Twitter. feel. Yeah, but I was gonna say none of them had the same field that Dustin and Cody did. Yeah, that they one, did a lot of work into it, man. That's been the second, probably the second most emotional time I've been with this, you know, have had with this company. You know, obviously number one when when Brody passed, you know, the 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 the, the reunion show, but like, you know, being being mentally and 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 you know and and emotionally invested in a wrestling match, you know, it's like it's fucking fake wrestling. It's dude wrestling, dude you know, lubing up, you know, lubing up each other in their underwear, but it's like, yeah, I was invested in, in that match and like, you know, seen it, seen it, you know, live. Cause you know, Melanie and I going to, to double or nothing. It was, it was, it was a very cool moment. It was a well, very, not, very cool moment. Not even just that. There was other good matches. that had good, good videos with them. I think, wasn't that the same one that hangman and Jericho fucking went at yeah. it. There, there was a good build there, man. There was a lot of good, good builds and good matches during that time, and they need to revert back to that a little bit, to where they just. But they had them. nothing. They had nothing else to do. It was a very first event. They yeah. literally had zero to do except for build, build these events because they had they had no TV to go off of. They had no matches to go off of. They pretty much had the internet to go off of. Well, to play the devil's advocate, they still have a lot of fucking time. They don't tour. They do two shows a week and they're on the same fucking day, you know? Yeah. But their roster is so big. Like you said, they're just trying to get people on TV. Yeah. So I think, like I said, the, acquisi- the acquisition of Ring of Honor will benefit because a lot of that underutilized talent, they'll be able to push push over to Ring of Honor, try and bring some of the old talent back. Yeah. So it feels like the old Ring of Honor as well. And and start the company from there. And and if they want to treat it like a developmental, treat it like a developmental. But you know, invest a little bit of money on them. Let them be on TV more than midnight at, on Saturdays. You know, on on your local channels or whatever. And you know, go from there. I guess. Speaking of developmental, and uh, before, okay, so um, um. Before I say anything about that, but it's going to be really <laughs> interesting to see what happens. I'm really excited about that still, man. So hopefully uh, the uh, the outcome isn't fucked up and it's as good as I hope it's going to be. Cause yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious because other than saying, yeah, we bought Ring of Honor, like they haven't really like done anything much with anything ring of honor yet and i'm just like i want something give us something <laughs> but now that revolution's over maybe maybe now they can start working on whatever that something might be yeah and i think we'll probably see a lot more after the pay-per-view i wonder if they're going to start working on matches for that i mean i feel like they've already had a few of the matches right well they've announced uh alex zane and swerve strickland they've announced dem boys versus mystery opponents but i haven't seen anything beyond that are they going to bring john gresham and bandito to to wrestle for the world title um i don't even know who the tv who holds the tv title or the six-man title you know either of those titles currently the women's the women's champ has moved on to wwe um yeah (laughs) you know i don't know (laughs) 
yeah, who knows, man. Um, but I think we'll see a little bit more then. But like I was saying, what about before we get off here? I think we're probably running pretty low on shit to talk about this week. But um, yeah, right. <laughs> but one thing we haven't talked about is Dolph being the NXT championship. What are your feelings on that? Well, they had him beat Braun Breaker because I think Vince has a boner to bring Braun over the main event sooner than later. Um, but again, why do you, I mean, I guess, I guess that's the only way to make, to make Braun look over against the NXT component, you know, competitors, but make him an equal to the main roster competitors. And I think having, bringing in a main roster competitor, beating him for their world title, puts him on a level playing field where he's not just the most dominant fucking dude. And you know, I, I think I think it's actually very good booking. I love. I mean, the only thing that pisses me off about it is that they just underuse Dolph so much. You know, that like I feel like Dolph is a perfect talent, even though he's getting older. That should be in the fucking world title. He's he's a much better QT Marshall. I think he's your he's your utility guy where you can throw him anywhere. Yeah, he's a much he's a much better because QT you know is not the not the sexiest dude to look at on AED. AEW television, but he he can wrestle with anybody, and I think Dolph is the exact same thing, but has more personality, and and can be a world title guy, even if is even if it is the third brand's world title. Yeah, but Dolph's honestly one I'd like to see jump ship. You know, I really want to see him get the fuck out of there, but I think he just cares more about money. If you want me to be honest, I think uh, Vince keeps him there because Vince likes him, and like you said, he's a good utility guy, and Vince likes good utility guys. And uh, uh, he probably sells some autographs and sells some merch. So he's not, you know, pretty good. He's probably pretty good um, just workhorse for them. So they'll keep yeah, him he's, he's He's your great B-plus player. Yeah, I mean, and he might, he might get a little bit more money from AEW, but his contract's probably going to be a little sweeter somehow through WWE, you know? Oh, yeah, he'll make, he'll make more money that way with appearances and – and stuff like that, I would imagine. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's good, but it kind of just goes like, what are they doing? Like, I thought they were going to use this as a fucking developmental talent. Like, why did they completely destroy it and fuck it up, you know? And um, and now they're going to do the same thing they were doing where they're going to have wrestlers bounce back and forth and they have a guy like Dolph carrying the title, like, yeah, I get, I get it's kind of good, but it's like also kind of defeating the purpose of what they're trying to do, you know? But well, it's kind of funny if you think about it. Both of their world champions, male and female, former main roster competitors. Oh, yeah, because Mandy Rose is there. That's what I was it's kind of a, thinking they might try to do a thing where they put those two together. I, I think it's going to be a transitional, you know, like we're going to dominate NXT and we're going to let all these youngsters develop and come into character and then we'll hand it off to them to them eventually well i think it's i think it should be that way anyways you know but they're it's just dumb that they had to take away all the good shit in there you know but i don't think it's as bad as people want to think it is you know i I watched a little bit of the other day and i really like the vibe they have with like the the new layout for it you know it looks Mm -hmm. really if you take a second to stop Ignore the fact that the new logo and all the colors are stupid. The crowd setting and how they have it all set up and how they have the ring set up. It's a real cool setup, in my opinion. 
mm-hmm. there's just a couple things they did that I didn't really like. So I think if if you give NXT a little bit of time, I think it'll be all right. If but I think they're gonna end up kind of happening, end up like kind of contradicting what their whole point of rebranding it was, you know. And like I said, I mean, we're already seeing it where they're sending bigger talent down there to be the champion and stuff, you know. But I thought they did rewrite it as developmental. Huh? Didn't they rewrite? Didn't they like kind of rebrand it as developmental? Did they rebrand it as a third brand? No, they. But it was always supposed to be developmental. But they're just like trying to make sure it is now. You know. Right. Because, right. 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 Because the third brand got its ass when they had the mentality of it being a third brand, it got its ass whipped by AW. You know. Right. So. But yeah, I don't know. And another, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. This is going to be one boring mania. I have a feeling. Yeah, I mean, cool unifying the titles, you know, with the with Brock and Roman. But it's like we've seen that, that match or a variation of that match, like how many times over the past five to six years it's felt like. You yeah. know, it just it just feels it just feels very redundant. Well, and, you know, and and redundancy is is comfortable and people are okay with that, but. You know, as being a quote-unquote wrestling, you know, wrestling fan, I want to see not the same old shit. Yeah. Well, and uh, it's kind of funny, like, um, that guy I was telling you about that I talked to in the gym yeah. about, he was, I was like, that my, my lead-in was like, I was just like, hey, it's Mania season because he had his Roman shirt on. And he kind of just looked at me and he's like, oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. And I just kind of like didn't say much. I was like, I was like, I'm kind of glad they're unifying the titles. He's like, yeah. And then he was like, all he said after that was like, I just hope he wins because I hate Brock. And he's like a 30 year old man. So I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, I get it. <laughs> enjoy right. Mania, buddy. You're like, have enjoy Mania and enjoy. But that's cool life. though. Uh, you know, fuck it, yeah. man. Like everybody should watch wrestling like that. And I try. Yeah, no, 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 of course, of course. It just that just. It's, you know, and that's and that's the Fairweather fan that's going to love WWE till the day they die. And then there's going to be the marks out there that are going to shit on this. and They're going to shit on that. And well, the marks will never, you know, you know, you know they're going to no, exactly. find a reason to exactly. shit on AEW eventually. You know, right? Well, but, which they which they do. I mean, I mean, marks on both ends shit on each other's product. Yeah, and well, then you know we've seen AEW fans turn on turn on themselves too you know yeah exactly like if it's not pc <laughs> enough then then we'll watch them shit you know right so until tony apologizes or sends somebody to fucking concentration another, another s- sensitivity class concentration yeah. cramp wow that escalated <laughs> yeah that's what i'm gonna start calling sensitivity <laughs> camps concentration camps Oh, well, that's a, so I have a folder. Would we have to like show our vaccination stuff here in Portland for things like go to like Timbers games and shit? Yeah. I have this folder deemed in my, in my phone. <laughs> show us your papers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, feels like, it feels like fucking Nazi Germany. <laughs> dude, man, they didn't even, I took, I took Paige up to Seattle last week. We went a bunch of places that said they're requiring that shit and they, they haven't, then nobody asked us for shit, man. We didn't even wear masks at the Circle Jerk show, you know? Yeah. How was Priest? Were they fucking Nazis about it there? No, like, we came in just because we are like, you know, we're kind of like, kind of scoping out what the crowd was doing. 
we came in with them and then when we went down to the floor we had them off the whole the rest of the show and nobody said a fucking thing yeah that's exactly what we did we walked in <laughs> when we were in line we had it on and walked in and then i was like nobody's wearing it i'm not fucking wearing it you know yeah exactly exactly so yeah it is what it is man i think it's time yeah. and, that, and that's the thing is you know it's like it's like i get it you know people are very very you know caught up in this pandemic and i and i understand but at the same time it's like how long are we going to live in fear when can we just let let things run their course i know people right now that were really let, let nature let nature take over <laughs> yeah well and i know people that were really really cautious and really really respectful and maybe even over the top at times uh-huh. um, that have really reverted to the same way where they're like all right it's done you know let's go like there's a lot of people at the circle jerk show that I ran into that weren't wearing masks, you know, like Honeycutt was the, probably the only person I knew there that was still fucking wearing one. It's because his mom could die, you know? If right. Right. So like, um, you know, some people have a bit more of a personal thing with it, but the fact that Honeycutt was even there tells you that things are getting better because he wouldn't go anywhere for a long time. He's right. taking care of his right. parents right now. And, and he's just like, Nope. I'm not risking shit. Like, oh, it took forever for me to convince him to go hang out with me for a few hours one time, you know? And right, it, it took right. about six months for him to finally be like, all right, you're vaccinated, you know, we can go, you know? So, but um, that means we're going to have to go some wrestling matches once my knee are better, dude. Right. The only, you know, I was going to say the downside is Defy is still requiring them at their shows. Really? Well, give them a few yeah. months because like Seattle's really easing up. So, um, even then I'd wear one if the match was good enough or pull it over my face and make them tell me to pull it up a hundred fucking times. Like I do everywhere else I go. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a mandate. I, just, I mean, the mandate has been lifted. I think now, at least in Washington. Yeah. 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 No, it was, it was lifted in Oregon uh, yesterday. So defies just still going to require them regardless. Correct. Which, which individual, I mean, private companies or whatever can, can implement it, but it's like one of those things where it's like, are they going to deal with the headache of implementing it when, the mandate as a state is is lifted it yeah and we'll then you, you know you see on you see on twitter like the defy folks are like thanks for thanks for thinking of everybody it's like guys <laughs> let it run its course stop living in fear yeah just let nature take over please it is weird though man it's it's, it's tough because like you know every time i want i start getting in the mentality of being like it's like the colder flu then i hear a story about where like like my uncle today, who is pretty much just like a fucking Anna. Like my, my uncle's not anti anything, but he's like, do whatever you want. But right. he's like a big manager at one of the potato plants. And he said one of his guys was out for like three months and ended up spending like six months on fucking in the hospital or not six months, but six weeks in the hospital. And then like I've, another six weeks on a fucking oxygen at his home because of it. I mean, I've, I've heard, I've heard horror stories on both sides and, and that's where I'm coming from. It's like, if you're going to get fucked up, you're going to get fucked up. And if you feel that the vaccine is for you, that's cool. If you feel the vaccine isn't for you, that's cool. But I think yeah. if you're going to get messed up. You're going to get messed up. I think that's, that's personal pinch, you know, personal opinion. Now I think it's going to happen because like I said, I've heard, heard horror stories about like people having reactions from the vaccine. Then I've heard horror stories where folks that haven't done the vaccine have ended up like, you know, mm-hmm. in intensive care units and shit like that. So I, I, day, I think it's your there choice. On, they're on both you know, sides. Yeah. It's your choice of what you want to do, you know? And like, I choose to get vac- vaccinated and I think it probably helped me from like getting a lot sicker than I was just by how, yeah, most definitely. You know? But, you know? but and if that, and that, like I said, if that's how you feel about it, then 
Of course, that's what part of the part of the reason. Was, the part of the reason I was so passionate about people getting it is because I'm like, fuck, just do it. It's not a big deal. Like I've got the vaccine. Like I know some of the 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 reactions, but people have reactions to shit every fucking day. You know, people eat shellfish for the first time every day and have a fucking reaction. Right. Eat peanuts and get have a reaction. You know, that's just what fucking happens when you're putting shit in your body. But at the end of the day, I'm like, just it's not. There's not putting computer chips in you. Just get it so we can start doing shit again because this is what's going to make them happy. You know. And I think amongst the the masses, you know, at least the folks that were skeptic, like I was a skeptic, only because it's only been around for so long. So, like, we know no fucking data. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, the N1R1, like, the vaccine has been around, but the vaccine against this this pathogen has, we've, we've known about it for 18 months or whatever. And it was like, it's like, what the fuck is this going to do to, like, you know, to kids that, are, you know, are they ever going to be able to have fucking offspring ever again? You know, it was all those variables. You know, and, that, and that's why I was a skeptic. But eventually it was just like, well, this is just the fucking new norm. So I just said, fuck it and did it. <laughs> yeah. And to, to be honest, man, like I kind of felt like, um, and yeah, you could use a little less offsprings, buddy. You should have got one of those a long time ago if that was the case. <laughs> well, no, I'm, talking, I'm more talking about my children. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, if they breed like you, it might not be a bad thing. They'll probably, it, right, man, right. And it's probably still got swimmers, even if it fucked them up. So uh, <laughs> you might just have to try a little harder. And oh, boy, right, that's right. nice. <laughs> um but now i forgot what i was even gonna fucking say jesus christ you know uh but (laughs) what was i gonna say i was laughing i'm laughing now something something vaccine related maybe i don't know oh i'm sure it was vaccine related but um whatever it doesn't fucking matter you know it seems like any podcast i do end up talking about this shit and i'm just happy that maybe it's we won't have to talk about it so much anymore. It's know? been a part of our, it's been a constant part of our world for two, two plus years. Yeah. Almost three years. I'm just done, you know? And uh, yeah, I think I, what I was going to say is I think they've got a better idea of like what vaccines look like now. You know, it's not like we're making vaccines in 1800. No, right. no, I understand. And I'm, and I'm not ignorant to that fact, but it's, yeah, that's why I was like, wasn't too worried about it. I'm like, whatever. I put so much artificial sugars and artificial flavoring and bullshit. It's like my diet now is probably more damaging than it was when I was eating sugar every day because of the amount of artificial right. shit I put in. Like I said, I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't concerned about myself. I was more concerned about future generations. Yeah, I, I got you. you know, was, was where I was, you know, where I was skeptical uh, about it. And, and you know what? When mine people, was like, and mine was like, I just was like, fuck it, I'm going to do it so I don't have to wear this stupid mask anymore. <laughs> well, yeah, then it sucks. We had to wear it anyways. But yeah, I, exactly. I guess like, <laughs> um, and and when teaching our gener- teaching our kids not to question shit is dangerous too. Like, I don't understand exactly. how anybody can be on board with all these. Like, half these people are like people claim to be anarchists or or fucking punk rockers and I'm like you guys are cool with just sucking the government's dick and expect you know exactly it's, it's so it's so hypocritical it's, it's fucking bizarre <laughs> i'm like i can't ask questions there are people who get mad if i just asked a question well what are this oh my god are you stupid like no i'm just asking a question like it's not possible that this could be like the second that somebody's like this isn't possible it's way more possible that somebody's gonna fuck you over like like a government's never fucked over their people before like if any government's yeah, gonna right. fuck over their people it's ours. yeah yeah no doubt so the, the the second we start teaching that to kids it's it's a dangerous 
dangerous road to go down. You know, I think the sheeple, think, man, the sheeple. <laughs> but I think on the other end of it, the people that are really like, I don't know, I feel so stuck in the middle all the time because the people that are extreme on the other end is like they want that so badly. You know, they they want to be like proved right that oh, we knew the government's gonna fuck us. That's why we got a fucking million AKs in our bedroom. You know, which which I'm definitely not like. I don't give a fuck about guns, you know, whatever. I've got one. I got a shotgun because I don't want to miss. I'm not a real good shot anymore. I was probably a better shot when I was eight than I am now. So I got a shotgun. Um, if you come in my house, I'm not going to miss you. And I'm probably going to get the neighbor too, but. <laughs> but somebody's going to the hospital. Yeah. And I'm going to be deaf as shit when it's done, but, but I'm not going to miss. And... Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, I had to tell Paige, remember, if you ever have to use this, make sure you're not pointing it anywhere near where anybody's sleeping. Like, if anything, fire it in the air to scare the person off before you go. Because a bird shot's going to take everything yeah, out. Yeah, it's all bird shot, too. There's no slugs in this shit. So. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, shit, man. Let's, uh, I guess we'll probably be good for a minute. With uh, might take a couple weeks to build up enough news to be able to to put another show together yeah unless know. unless something significant happens that like triggers you and i saying hey we need to get a show this week yeah it's kind of there's not a lot of pay-per-views coming up is there another pay-per-view before mania or is it just mania uh i think there's an nxd pay-per-view yeah so i can't uh, remember what it's called off the top of my head anybody listening though if you guys want to join our group the matt marks faction we are welcoming new members um you don't have to do anything or pay any money, but we do enjoy doing pickums, and we would love to have you. We're trying to get a good pickums team going so we can have some good camaraderie and uh, something. Speaking of that, I, I still need to update AW Revolution and year to date pickums. Yeah, you're dancing and talking my territory for I'm such a I'm piece just, of shit when it comes to that. I'm just glad we got those guys out of there, man. That was part of what was just like. I didn't want to be the dick that was just like, let's just block these dudes. And one was way worse than the other, you know, yeah. but yeah. yeah, yeah. And then when they took over, that was funny. I just got into it. Like the guy was like trying to talk shit about me and how we did picks, but he couldn't even fucking spell. Like he was like, he, and that's coming from me. That's yeah, coming right? from me. Like your wife used to make fucking Bella fucking spell check my Facebook. So she, like for homework, like, and I'm like, this dude can't spell for shit. Like, fucking stupid so anyways but we we don't have a lot of rules we just require you not be a douchebag but we'd love to have you join if you're listening because we have a few views our last show wasn't as, as busy but our first one got a lot of quite a few views so i know that it was it might have just been me replaying it but i don't think so <laughs> I, I listened to it twice so i know i was at least two of them <laughs> all right buddy well this is about two hours and i'm tired you're tired it's been a long weekend uh i'm sure. glad that we're doing this though man i fucking love talking wrestling with you and uh i'll see right. you next time i guess sure i'll talk to you before then though yeah for sure brother all right later buddy all right later got it all right but like i was saying um sorry we're having technical difficulties it's not a matt marks podcast we don't have those um but like i was saying um <laughs> It's been really fun to watch, uh, like, the women's division with AEW actually evolve into something because they were all really shitty at first, and a lot of them still are. But you got a few that are really developing into being decent women's wrestlers, you know. 